This weekend at the box office, the Batman brought back blockbuster business to the big screen. The Caped Crusader collected considerable crowds of captivated consumers in cinemas, and The Dark Knight debuted dominantly, delivering dozens of decimals to desperate distributors. We're going over everything that happened at a theater near you on this, the 189th episode of What's in the Box Office. Hello everyone and welcome to What's in the Box Office, your weekly look at movies and the money they make. Where each week we sit down and pour over the weekend's box office returns. I don't even think that's what I say. Oh, it is what I say, box yeah. office returns. And say what we think they mean for the industry at large. I'm your host, Brian. And I'm your host, Noah. And I don't think it's a spoiler to say that in The Batman, the Riddler, a.k.a. Edward Nashton, eviscerates his enemies. Yes. Wait, were you spelling something? No, I was doing a bunch of E's. You did B, C, D, I did E. Edward, okay. And I did it on the spot, too. You did? Just now. You did. I I didn't have enemies until I I said eviscerates. I did every word starting with that letter. Yeah, well, I did it on the spot. (laughs) You got to write yours. Yeah, the Dark Knight one, so there's not a lot of D words that could fit there. Domino. Dirigible. That's it. I... Yeah, that's it. <laughs> I mean, I can keep saying D's, but instead, let's get into our top five. Uh, in honor of the Batman, of course, uh, the big story, I have selected the top five Batman actors. How many are there? I uh, At least, like, are you, are eight? You, you're not counting Adam West. No. Just I mean, theatrical. I, I am counting all of the uh, Batman performers that I am familiar with. Oh, I see some good so, animated ones. Here. So, like, I would have counted uh, Adam West had I watched the uh, the Batman show, right? But I did not. I. Uh, but yeah, there are at least two. No, there are at least three. At least two. Uh, there are at least three that I considered. That did not make the cut. Mm-hmm. Uh, so at least eight were in contention. Number five, uh, possibly a controversial choice. I don't know. I went with Ben Affleck. No, people uh, love Ben Affleck as Batman. Do they? Twitter, that's that's yeah, good. Who I'm, knows what that means? I'm not, uh, I'm not tied into the discourse there. For like the Flash scene to be one of the Academy's cheer moments. Yeah. I, I'm obviously not a fan of, his, uh, of the Batman content that he's obviously. a part of. Obviously. Uh, well, obviously, in the sense that it's all so clearly on its face, quite bad. Yeah. Uh, but I think his uh, his performance as the sort of uh, like weary and old and worn down Batman who has to be like brought back into it uh, is very good. Ben Affleck is very charming. He makes a good sort of. Uh, he, a good, he was a good Bruce Wayne. Yeah, he he was he was a good Bruce yeah. Wayne, which is going to be a, a a bit of a theme with a couple of these guys. Yeah, uh, but. Uh, but yeah, I, I like uh, I like Ben Affleck very much, and, and a negative for one of them. Yes. Uh, speaking of number four, Robert Pattinson. Oh, that's not what I was saying. Uh, I see. Uh, He's number four, huh? He is number four. Uh, which I think the uh, the top four here is all uh, is all very uh, kind of closely mm-hmm. ranked together. Pattinson only comes in at four, uh, partially because it's so fresh, and you know I always try to. Uh, try to push against that recency bias of like Robert Pattinson was amazing in the Batman, which I do think he was. Uh, 
And also just the his one movie so far had like basically no Bruce Wayne in it. Right. It is a 95% him as Batman. Mm-hmm. Uh and I think as as Batman he's incredibly good. Uh and as Bruce Wayne in the very minimal time uh his portrayal is that of a sort of a uh loner weirdo. Yeah. Uh not as fun. I oh it was fun I like that I, he put on sunglasses that got a big laugh out of me and Joe when he put on those sunglasses because it was bright uh, sure I fun. yeah I think there is uh, I think there is room uh, certainly room for him to grow uh, what with how the uh, how the movie played out at all I'm very curious to see uh, theoretically what his next iteration of Batman would be I don't know uh, we'll talk about we'll talk about this in a minute uh, whether that's uh, whether that's coming or not but yeah for now he comes in at number four. Uh, number three, I went Michael Keaton, uh, a Batman uh, much beloved. Uh, for me, just a a little bit before my like fully invested in Batman time. Uh, you know, I do. Uh, I have. I haven't seen the original uh, Tim Burton Batman with Keaton in many years. It's one of those movies that has just kind of passively been on my list of like I really got to go back to that. I no, we will because it is. Uh, yeah flash or batgirl whichever comes first i guess yeah but uh but despite that you know speaking of uh, speaking of flash uh i have no no real interest in almost any of the dc properties but hearing that keaton's coming back does still get me going like oh shit for both of like that's uh, that is uh, that is very exciting i uh, so yeah keaton comes in at three uh number two uh yes uh, you mentioned there is some uh some animated features on here i went with kevin conroy yeah uh the voice of batman in pretty much everything where batman is voiced uh he was uh, the voice of the animated series he did the voice in the arkham games uh asylum city and night uh he does the voice in all of the justice league cartoons that i haven't watched uh, either in many 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 years or ever but is just a sort of a perfect uh, a perfect rendition. He does uh, he does all of that incredibly well. I've always been very impressed by him as Batman, and uh, you know, while Michael Keaton is a little bit before my formative Batman fan time, uh, Kevin Conroy like is the the formative Batman. Do you like Mask of me. the Phantasm? Yes. I'm going to check, but I think they were going to be showing it in a music box at some point. Interesting. Uh, yes, I was very fond of that uh, as a child. I, and while you look that up, I will uh, give away my number one here, which is Christian Bale. I, That's what I was talking about when I said the thing about people being weak uh, Bruce Wayne. Because okay. I think that his weakest part of that is just Bruce Wayne. Interesting. I, I actually think he's a... a I think Bruce Wayne is sort of a strength of his. Mm. The, uh, I think he does the sort of uh, playboy, ne'er-do-well billionaire thing very well. Uh, I think he's got a number of uh, a number of memorable bits. Uh, him buying uh, buying the restaurant, uh, which I think was in Begins. I don't recall. Who's him. he doing that in front of? I uh, well, that's the qu- I th- I think it's Katie Holmes, so that would be begins. Oh, I thought that was in front of Eckhart. I don't know. I uh, no, Eckhart's the ballet, and he says he owns the ballet. Yes, yes, that does yeah. happen. Boy, he's just buying everything in those movies, I guess. Well, he's very rich. I uh, 
But yeah, Christian Bale, I think, does both uh, does both very well. Friday, and April 1st at midnight. Batman Mask of the Phantasm. Interesting. Yeah. I, Which I've never seen, I don't think. And if I, I have, I've forgotten all about it. Sure. Uh, that, doesn't, that doesn't surprise me. Uh, not always been a... I, uh, I had a few cassettes of uh, old Batman and Superman cartoons. Okay. But I don't know if this was one. Yeah. I mean, you're not you're not a uh, you're not a cartoon hater no. by any means, but it's just it's never quite been uh at the front of your interest set. Uh for the most part. So yeah, I'm not I wouldn't be surprised if you never seen Mask of the Phantasm. Uh yeah, we should think about that though. Be fun. Uh yeah, Christian Bale. Uh also uh, last last point is that uh, all three of his movies are at least quite good. Mm-hmm. Uh, with the uh, you know Dark Dark Knight Rises, I think uh, you know we don't have to litigate the whole thing. I think it it has the most obvious flaws, but it also has Bane, who still rules. Uh, I think it's a wonderful cinematic entertainment. Yeah, it's uh, it's got its uh, it's got it's got its flaws, but it also has uh, has a lot of high points. Yeah. I. Uh, so yeah, that is a uh, that is my Batman list. On to the actual top five here. Speaking of the Batman, the Batman opened at number one with a hundred and thirty-four million dollars. Coming in at number two was Uncharted with eleven point one. It was a fifty-one point seven percent drop. That is up to a hundred point three million dollars. Dog came in at number three with six point one, thirty-nine point eight percent drop. That is up to forty million. Spider-Man No Way Home came in at number four with four and a half. It was a 22.1% drop. That's up to $786.6 million. And Death on the Nile came in at number five with 2.7. It's a 38.8% drop. That is up to $37.1 million. You know, usually um, we get the chart on Sundays, but Sunday isn't over yet when we get the chart. So it's a studio estimating what it's going to make that right. day. And usually they're pretty correct. Sometimes they're and they'll inflate it, you know, at hopes of getting. If it's like going to be like nine, if they know it's going to be ninety eight, they'll bump it up to one hundred and one, just so that for that day they get a bunch of headlines that their movie opened over a hundred, something right. like that. Um, but usually the discrepancy is a million, two million, maybe less than a million. The Batman opened like six million more than Sunday estimates. It found six or so million dollars worth of uh, extra money on that Sunday, and that shows tremendous word of mouth, uh, in my opinion. Um, we have to remember as well, and I, I I keep thinking about this, and it keeps surprising me. This is the first Warner Brothers film since the pandemic. To be since at least you know twenty twenty sure to be released only in theaters. That actually is very interesting, and is not something that I had not realized until you were halfway through that I sentence. I know, and I realized where you were going. It's not on uh, HBO Max. It will be in forty five days, but well, uh, it will have made its money then. That's what they're hoping. <laughs> Um, it's not going to be pulled from theaters in 45 days. It'll just be available then. Sure. But yeah, it's it's the first one since their big experiment, uh, which had middling success, although you can possibly attribute that to the strength of the products. But generally, I think we can safely assume that it did hamper 
box office gross is for its bigger for its Suicide Squad or its Matrixes. Yeah, I think I think uh, I think both things are true. That yeah. while Reminiscence wh- was never going to make money, although more than the complete flop it was. Sure. Cry Macho wasn't going to make money in the middle of a pandemic. Yeah, but, there was there was no yeah. the Batman in their slate last year. Malignant may have been a small hit. I don't know. Maybe, but but uh, yeah. So that that could that could factor in. While while there was no like, there was no movie that was going to make one hundred thirty four million dollars. No, but uh, this but is there their, are there are movies that could have performed much better. This is their best opening in like two years. Yeah, um, it is obviously lower than The Dark Knight. It's lower than The Dark Knight Rises. It is, however, the biggest grossing origin film like clean slate reboot sure of i think any french any like superhero or any other franchise like bond batman superman anything that's opening with a new actor and a clean slate this is the highest grossing one batman begins for instance opened to like 70 million over five days it opened on a wednesday um this is 134 so yes it didn't (laughs) It didn't outgross the record-breaking opening of The Dark Knight or The Dark Knight Rises. It sold far less tickets, but it was always, always going to. I think we talked about this a little bit. I think the fact that a lot of the press, not unfairly, um, kept noting how studios were not putting anything up in March. March is pretty much a dead zone except for the last weekend, which has The Lost City, which could do something. Sure. And... That leaves just the Batman to keep theaters afloat. So there is instantly a pressure on this film to make gobs of money. Because if it doesn't, theaters are going to be in a rough patch. And because everything else moved away because they were scared of this big movie. So it has to deliver. It's a three-hour, slow, not-kid-friendly detective movie. There's very little action in it. Yeah. There's very little um, memorable scenes or really characters that you can go home and be like, you have to see this happen in this movie. There's none of that. It is just a dark, figuratively and literally, detective story. This is not one that like an 11-year-old necessarily is going to show up at school on Monday and go, you have to see the Batman. It was so cool when this happened. Yeah. There is um, there is that car chase in the middle. Yeah, but even that car chase is not grandiose. I mean, like like the it's a car it's two it's a car chasing the other like normally, just yeah. kind of weaving it out of traffic and then two trucks hit and the car smashes through some cement and then goes over a truck. And yeah. that's it. It it uh, it was this this observation was made on a uh, another thing I was listening to, but it, it was much closer to like a car a car chase from like a seventies action movie yeah. than it was from like the Batmobile thing in the Dark Knight. Right, exactly. Yeah. So so that even that is its true. car chase is grounded, um, and so it doesn't have a lot of those buzzworthy uh, things to to carry it. So this is a movie that was never going to reach. The heights of a crowd-pleasing blockbuster. Let you know. I'm not even going to talk about Spider-Man, but let alone a Fast and Furious movie. Something. Right? Sure. Um, however, this is a great opening. Again, it is three hours long. Theaters were not open around the clock like they were for Endgame. 
And uh, more impressively, I think that not a lot of people are talking about it, it made 134 beating the opening by $1 million of Suicide Squad. Ah. From 2016. That movie made quite a bit of money, as I recall. It was a huge deal how much money that movie made. Yeah. Uh, yeah. And that also had Batman in it. That's true. And Joker. I this has this has both also I guess yeah this isn't this isn't a one to one comparison for many reasons uh, but I do think it's important just on the uh, on the subject of No Way Home and of the Dark Knight and things uh, it's important for people to remember that very popular characters can have sort of like basically different tiers of how big a deal their movie is I. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, Sp- Spider-Man is obviously a hugely popular hero. Uh, has has the capacity for a No Way Home uh, in him, just in his uh, in his draw. Uh, but he's also got like a, a the a, the Spider Verse movie in him, which was a a very a very popular movie uh, that did that did quite well. I don't. I don't remember. It's uh, it's gross off the top of my head, but Which it was movie? Spider-Verse. Uh, total one eighty. Yeah, something. that was a that was a hit. Made one hundred eighty million dollars. That's a lot of money. Yeah. Uh, Christmas legs. It opened to like thirty six. Yeah, and just I uh, was was never attempting to be No Way Home. I uh, much one, in the same way that one ninety. I don't yes. think that the Batman was like was even attempting to be the dark knight no and so you could look at it and be like well, there I, are a lot of similarities sure but to both batman begins and the dark knight yeah, yeah i but i i just think i think philosophically when making this movie i uh, matt reeves and warner brothers were not going into it with the idea that like this is our next uh like huge batman project like they were going into it being like this is a more niche Batman project that can still do really well because Batman's very popular and I think so far, uh, one weekend in it has done really well, but it's just it's it's this is all to say it's important for people to remember that things can be taken in context. Yeah, you know it's uh, it's a big hit. It looks like it's doing great repeat business. Um, or just great business in general. Monday made another 10. It dropped a scant 0.5% on Tuesday, which is really nice. Wow. And uh, it's at 155 right now. It's going to break through 300 domestic before the end, before the end of the week. And next weekend, I mean, I don't know what the drop will be. And I think we should all prepare ourselves for half for over half. Okay. Here, uh, even though again nothing's coming out, but I still don't know how far this grasp is. This isn't as consumer friendly as a Dark Knight or any other superhero movie. Like you know, this isn't. Um, my mom asked me whether uh, she should go with Bruce, and I said I think you'd like it, um, and I do. I think it's going to be a lot f- for Bruce. I think yeah. it's. It's three hours. There's not a lot of action. It's a slow detective story. And then she's like, yeah, he's a short attention span. I'm like, yeah, I don't know if this is going to carry him. And I think that's going to be an issue for a lot of people. Um, But if we get a drop anywhere below 55, 
I think we're in pretty decent territory. If we get a drop before 50, then we got something good here. Especially because by the third weekend, if it drops under 50 this weekend, if it gets like 48 or 50, yeah. next weekend the drop could be like 33. It could be just really kind of rest after the second weekend. But we'll see. Is Yeah. Is there any sort of uh, franchise buzz about this yet? Well, they're they're making the Penguin show. Sure. Um, Pattinson's, I think they're all, I don't know if they all are. I think Pattinson signed on for three and, but I I can't imagine Reeves doesn't want to do it. And it has an A minus cinema score. The buzz is good. I can't imagine that they don't do this. All right. Another one. It's a, there's no, no announcements, but it's safe to assume we'll be seeing a continuation of the Batman. They haven't announced a uncharted sequel. Okay. But we're all pretty confident we're getting that. Um, yeah, I'm sure they're just hammering out deals. But, um, yeah, you know, have you seen that thing on Twitter going the past two days going like, uh, the Batman and Black Widow cost the same? No. So they put like a picture of like Yelena when she's about to fall off the thing. Okay. And a picture of Pattinson. And they're like, it costs the same. And I think what they think the joke is is that, like, look how shitty this looks and look how good this looks. Sure. But I honestly don't know who that argument is insulting. I mean, they're... You know what I mean? Yeah, I don't... Because it could be insulting to the Batman. I feel like just knowing... I haven't seen any of this, but knowing Twitter, it's almost certainly insulting to Black Widow. No, it is, but, Uh, like, in my mind, I'm like, that doesn't... That not, that doesn't track to either of these cases. They are they are two completely different aesthetics. Yeah. It's that, that would be like Black Widow took. What do you think the Batman would look like if part of it took place in a floating spaceship in the sky? Yeah, it would probably shitty. Also, yeah, and that I mean that that's true. But even even just like the the visual palette they're trying to achieve, like the the pinnacle in your mind's eye of what these right. movies are gonna look like. It's just it's complete. It, it would be like saying like putting fucking a like ants next to not ants a bug's life next to Howl's Moving Castle. And sure, be like they cost the same. I I, like, I mean <laughs> I guess my whole thing is like if it's insulting Black Widow because it's like look how much better the Batman looks. Yeah, but the Batman has very little visual effects. So in my opinion, it insults Batman because it's like where did you spend the money? Like those are real streets. Uh huh. On all your fancy lights? Like, there's not a lot of visual effects in the movie. You know what I mean? Yeah. I mean... So, in that sense, it's like, I can see Black Widow's money. But if I can't... If you saw the Batman and I said that budget was 140 Uh-huh. You, I think you would agree that, oh, yeah, yeah, that that, that makes sense for sure. that movie I saw. Yeah. It's $200 million. Okay. That's... <laughs> That is that is bigger. I don't know. I mean, so it's, mind, it's like, like twice as long as your normal Batman movie, so maybe it costs twice. It's as probably only 40, not, no, 45 minutes longer than Black Widow. Yeah. But yeah, like the idea of like, you know, it's insulting Black Widow. I'm like, it's insulting the Batman because it's like, I can see Black Widow's money on the screen. Even if it doesn't look great, I can see money being spent. Yeah. I don't see where the money went to all the rain machines, maybe. I don't know. Yeah. I don't know. I mean, it's. I, obviously, ultimately, it's insulting to neither because it's a it's a completely inane yeah it's, stupid. it's completely inane but thing. It's just, funny. I, it's just funny to me. Yeah. Um. All right. Nothing else open this weekend, and our spotlights Uncharted cross a hundred million dollars. By the way, can I just applaud the other movies on the chart up to yes. a point? 
Uncharted facing Batman and dropping only 50. It's pretty good. That, that could have cratered. Yeah. Dog only dropping 39. No way home. No way home. Just I can't. It's very popular. I don't understand how everyone's seeing this so many fucking times. What's going on? Well, you got to see it at least one time for every tw- Spider-Man. It dropped 22.2 last weekend. Uh-huh. This weekend it dropped 22.1. What it what it, it only made uh 1.3 million dollars less last weekend of this weekend. You know what happened is that like you and I so many people are attempting to watch as many Oscar nominated films as they can. That's what it is. It's and nominated so for visual effects. After well it's and nominated for visual favorite. effects. Yeah. I but no I was more thinking that they they saw Tick Tick Boom. Uh, they saw the eyes of Tammy Faye and they were like they can't Dick get Garfield. enough of Andrew Garfield. Yeah, sure. They're like, he's doing real well in these sure. movies that I don't like very much. So what if I saw him in Spider-Man again? He'll be a, <laughs> yeah, he'll maybe. be like Humphrey Bogart. I, it's a shocking gross. And I think that we're for sure getting an 800 total for it, which if you listen to like a few episodes ago, this podcast, I was like, well, it's not getting to 800, yeah. but this thing is unbelievable. Where will it be a month from now? Probably at about just under $3 million a weekend. Yeah. Uh, also, Death on the Nile. I mean, I know that, that gross is small, but just dropping under 40 Sing 2 dropping under 30 You know, I, there, there's a lot of uh, uh, small drops when the next behemoth hits. So that, that to me, shows good... Uh, relative market share the yeah. numbers could be you, bigger but yeah when you when you look at the small numbers of death on the nile uh in its fourth weekend uh making 2.7 only dropping 38 and yeah you might think that's like that's so small who cares like there's no there's no room for it to be worse but then you look at say marry me yeah also in its fourth well, weekend i mean well the issue with me you got to look at the theater too marry me lost 1800 theaters oh sure i uh, but Death on the Nile but lost which, 800. But which uh, which came first? Did Death on the Nile like not lose those theaters because it had more capacity for money where Marry Me was just uh, I think just dead in the water. Who knows? I'm just saying that's uh, that made $500,000 this weekend. Um Uncharted did cross 100. It'll get to over 300, maybe 350 depending on what the Batman does overseas. But um yeah, it it'll finish here with about 120, and I think that's incredibly solid for this. And they play their cards right. They can get a breakout sequel in a few years. Dog, cross 40. I'm mentioning it now because I just don't know if we're going to get over 50. It might because, again, nothing's coming out. It might just slowly yeah. drop. I'm hoping we do. I'm hoping it gets over 50. I think that'd be awesome. But uh, Dog right now crosses 40 and uh, just a just a great number for that. And finally, it was just released on Paramount Plus, but Scream this weekend finally crossed eighty million dollars at the box office. It cost twenty four million. It made one hundred thirty four, one hundred thirty eight worldwide. So successfully relaunched the franchise. Funny yeah. that the last film couldn't do it. Now audiences are ready for legacy sequels. Yeah, and so now it works. Well, nobody saw the last film. So they could have just yeah, re-released yeah. Scream 4, and it would have done great business. Yeah. Pretty good movie. <laughs> um, and that's all I got. All right, then. It's time to play everybody's favorite game. Did, Did it, it make, make more or, or less than, than Ted? Ted? 
We all know how to play. I name a movie. You tell me whether it made more or less than Ted at the box office. For a bonus point, you can tell me what year the movie came out. Are you ready to play? Yeah. All right. We are going uh, to start off with Despicable Me. The first one? The first one. More. No minions, no sequels, no rises of anything. Mm-hmm. So Rise of Gru ever coming out? Yeah, in the summer. <laughs> we'll see about that. Uh, yes, it is more. 2010. Also correct. Yeah, Rise I... of Gru is like the last, holy shit, how have we not gotten this I... <laughs> already? And they, they recently announced they're doing a Spickle Me 4. Okay. They're going to make that. The since, fall of Gru. Since, well, this is a Minion sequel. Yeah. So. I... Which is, it'd be interesting if they have two successful franchises. One that's present day in their universe, and one that's just past in the universe. Yeah, but it, it has, but they just it has Gru, going. it has all the main characters. Yeah, but they're all babies, and yeah. it just keeps going until it finally catches up with the first one, and then on the other timeline, Gru dies yes. from old age. <laughs> like Logan. It'll be the Logan yes. of Despicable Me. It'll just be called universe. Gru. I, speaking of Logan, uh, last week we did the last stand. This week I would like you to tell me about X two. Do we X-Men do Logan United. also? I hold, please. Yes. Yeah. X two. This is tough. See, this is again in that two, one something, which I think Ted is in. I'm gonna say more. X two was less. Yeah. Same. Two thousand three. Uh, that is correct. I. Yeah, I found that uh, I found that interesting that mm. uh, yeah, X two did uh, did worse than the last stand. Uh, yeah. Well, um, you got to think of it as far as the timeline. Two thousand three, a year after X, a year after Spider Man. Um, very critically acclaimed, X two, and then two thousand six is, it really was kind of. Um marketed as like the culmination like the yeah. finale so it got the finale bump and all of the people's in it star power increased and superhero movies continued to become like the major thing so just as time went on we had gotten a spider-man 2 at that point and so we were just kind of marching toward this uh yeah this like I, they're the top dog i had i hadn't considered the like finality yeah. at all at a back back in a time when perhaps we were more naive yeah and thought could have looked at it and be like wow the last x-men movie yeah with this what with are this they gonna um, yeah i yeah. uh, meanwhile those uh that team went on for at least another 11 years mm-hmm. uh, in some in form one way or another uh so yeah one point there uh securing you the win but let's see if you can run up the score with the martian more that is correct 2015. Also correct. Score successfully run up. Uh, yeah, five points there. Very well done. Uh, now on to Come and Gone from a theater near you. Brian, you ready to go back in time? Yep. This is week nine of 2014. This is, uh, what are the yeah. dates? Uh, February 28th through March 2nd. February? I. Uh, uh, is it a big weekend? It is not a big weekend. Something didn't open uh, huge, so it wasn't Oz the Great. There are, uh, no, something did not open huge. Uh, two movies opened uh, one and two. We're only doing number one. Oh, uh, why? Because the second one's a Jesus movie, and I just, I don't. 
Interesting. I don't think I'd be able to lead you there. Let's see if I can get it. A Jesus movie. Is it um, hmm. 2004? 14. 14. Okay, so 10. Okay. Okay. Uh, 2004 is The Passion of the Christ. Um, I think I could probably lead you to The Passion of the Christ. 2014. So it's not like is it heaven is for not heaven is for real. No. Not God's not dead. No. Not God's not dead too. Oh, is it the one that actually has Jesus in it? Yes. Son of Son of God. That is correct. Yes. <laughs> Very well done. Thank you. Uh, yeah. I did not. Uh, yeah. I did not think You'd be able to get Son of God. <laughs> Open a. Uh, uh, Fourteen. Uh, no, way more than that. Oh, 26. Uh, 25. <laughs> oh, my God. 25 what the fuck 6. were you all doing? I don't know. Oh, my God. And it wasn't quite enough Holy to topple shit. the number one film that week. Yeah. Um, no, just give me some clues. All right. Uh, we're looking for a uh, an action film here. An action thriller is probably what you'd call thriller. it. Uh, this is... Source uh, code. No, but... Oh, uh, is that close? Oh, no, I'm sorry. That is uh, that is not as close as I thought it was, uh, and I'll explain why. Uh, okay. If, uh, when you get it. Uh, this is not part of a franchise at all. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's more a, a, a sort of a genre that its lead is very familiar with. It'd be funny if um, Don't Call It a Comeback started. It's not a comeback. It's more <laughs> of a. Um, all right. Well, it sounds like it might be no Gerard Butler, Liam Neeson. Gerard it might be one of those. Okay, I think it's Gerard Butler. Then. What if instead of thinking it was Gerard Butler, I thought it was Liam Neeson. <laughs> just, just as he's a thought experiment. In, he's not in a whole lot nonstop. That is correct. Okay. Uh, that's about the plane. Yes. And I had I had confused it in my mind with the commuter. Yeah. When I was like, Oh yeah, source code, you're almost at wait, oh, no, not quite. The train. Yeah. Gotcha, yeah, gotcha, yeah, gotcha. Yeah. Um open to twenty nine. That opened to twenty eight point eight. So All yes. Right. Uh yeah, just a just an interesting little weekend where you got uh, you got your Liam Neeson on a blank movie. Mm-hmm. Uh and it uh, it op- it opens number one. And right below it, the uh, 20th Century Fox distributed Son of God at 25. A uh, movie about Jesus. Those movies were huge. They were. Huge, huge, huge. All right. Uh, next, we all, let's, let's do a recommendation first. Okay. Uh, I do, uh, do want to point out, uh, oh. just on the, uh, the Noah Damas front. Oh, did you have a Batman prediction? Uh, yes, I predicted 120. Okay. Which I... I, I you, don't, you were I, close to the Sunday estimate. Oh, there you go. That was like 28, 128, 126. Yeah, I don't uh, I don't know if that counts as like an official win. It's it's right it's, it's right on the line right to me. Line. Uh but regardless, I am proud of it. I am as well cuz I I was I over-indexed. I thought this was going to do bigger. Okay. So, you're closer than me. Recommend a movie. Yeah, this one's tough. I uh, cuz you know, you don't want to just say the Batman. I uh, why you but liked it? I did like. No, I did. I did like it, and I, what I, else you I recommend? would recommend if God only knows. I recommend the Batman. I yeah. uh, just because it is uh, it is the obvious choice, but I do think it was quite good. I uh, a lot to uh, a lot to recommend about it. 
uh, the thing I've been sort of thinking, uh, thinking on, uh, ruminating on mm-hmm. since we left is that it is a, uh, it's a different take on an origin story in a way that I really appreciated. Uh, yeah. And yeah, I think, uh, I think Pattinson's very good. I think, uh, Paul Dano's very good. Uh, Zoe Kravitz, uh, the, the principal players I really enjoyed. Who was best in show? I, I don't know. I mean, you, on the one hand, you want to say Dano because they were like, listen, Paul, we're going to give you 45 minutes. Uh, Wayne. Yeah. And just like. No, no, no chains. Bruce Wayne. Like channel yourself back to there will be blood and then turn it up. Bruce (laughs) Wayne. I I just watched the last scene of there will be blood Mm -hmm. the other day just for fun. Uh, very similar that's yeah I, to his shouting it. i know I, I i love that shit so much i really want to watch that <laughs> movie again very similar actually his shouting yeah i when he's going this wasn't how we're supposed to go yeah very much like yeah daniel, daniel no! please yeah. Yeah. <laughs> just just buy them <laughs> it's a very similar relationship because he also the you know the riddler also thought they would be friends yeah mm. I so yeah the Batman's good, a little long, <laughs> a little long, you know it's three it's three hours yeah. probably didn't need to be yeah, three yeah. hours, but it's it's not like oh this movie's so long it's just, eh, this could be shorter. Uh, I'm also recommending the Batman. Um, it's uh, it's great in IMAX. It looks terrific. Greg Frazier shot the shit out of it, and Pattinson's great. Kravitz is like pitch perfect. I mean so good. Yeah. I'll tell you this is a theory they had about her calling people honey and baby. Okay. In it. Um Farrell's so good. Oh yeah, Colin Colin Farrell. In more of the movie than I expected. Yeah, I was told five minutes. I think it's more than that. Yeah, no, he's he is like very much like the B plot. Yeah. For he's like he is prominently in the background. Did you like they the had first, him model like, like a penguin when he was handcuffed at the end? Did you uh, notice yeah. that? No, I didn't put that together. But you didn't put that sense. together. No, they had his feet hang up. They drove away, and he's he waddles forward a uh, little bit. Yeah, I, I did. I didn't. I didn't make the extra leap to oh, like a penguin. I oh. just thought, oh, that's funny. Oh yeah. Uh, yeah. Um, yeah, Colin Farrell was great. Yeah, I, I really loved the depiction of Gotham. I loved how they put you in it. I felt like I was there in all the nooks and crannies. The central mystery becomes like a big whatever. I don't really care about the the Arkhams and the Waynes. Like that whole revelation is very overdone. Some of the dialogue isn't great. Um, Jeffrey uh, Wright asks a lot of questions just for the audience. Mm -hmm. Um, And yeah, but I thought that overall, I think Pattinson's great. I'm really excited to see what they do next. And it's just a feast for the eyes. It is very long, and it feel I kept looking at my watch and going, "What are you talking about? More time has passed than this." But it is a very fun movie if you know what you're gonna get when you go into it. So yeah, I as well. Next week, Noah, it begins. Did you know this? I love a beginning. Not only let's first start out with um, award season is here. It's very fun. And so begins our award season coverage. Next week are the B-sides. 
the categories they rejected, the Oscar categories that we came up with and we'll give out winners to, such as Best Debut, Worst Scene of a Good Movie, Best Scene of a Bad Movie, Most Deserving of a Sequel It Won't Get, Worst Scene and Best Scene, including a few others. We're going to give you our picks for those. And next week, it's March, and there's madness everywhere. So we had to bring it back. Our fourth tournament begins. Multiplex Madness. We began by finding the greatest blockbuster of the 2010s, then the greatest blockbuster of the 2000s, then the greatest blockbuster of the 90s. We have closed the chapter on the trilogy series, or the sorry, the decade trilogy, I guess is what it's called. We had to find a new angle, and boy did we. We are in search for the biggest flop of the 21st century. Movies you've heard of, movies you didn't see, and movies that you forgot about are all battling it out for the working title. Uh, We're going to be watching them all. We're watching a bunch now. Um, It's not going great. Movies like Battlefield Earth, John Carter, Geely, Catwoman. Speaking of Catwoman, Catwoman. So many notorious flops, and uh, it's going to be a blast. Multiplex Sadness is what it's called, and part one of the draft. We will be drafting four categories. We'll be drafting the dramas in the Spike Lee division, the comedies in the Mel Brooks division, the reboots and remakes in the John Carpenter division, and the franchise non-starters in the Steven Spielberg division. Those will all be drafted next week. Multiplex Madness begins. And that's it. Plug us up. You can find us at whatsintheboxoffice.com. We are on Twitter at WitBoxOffice. That is also our Instagram handle. I am on Twitter at Noah Druhi. I am at Brian DeServer, D-A-S-U-R-B-E-R. Of course, the feed for our podcast can be found anywhere podcasts are found. We are on Stitcher. We are on Apple Podcasts. We are on Spotify. Uh, I have nothing else to say on that subject at this time, as it turns out. I got I got to the I got okay. to the end of that I got to the end and usually as I'm going something just comes to me and then I, uh, I finish off uh, and uh, now we're on Spotify please listen yes please listen next week's a big week how much will the Batman drop how well will it hold up what does everything look like after all the dust has settled plus award season begin our b-sides and multiplex sadness it's a big week I hope you tune in This has been What's in the Box Office. I've been your host, Brian. And I've been your host, Noah. And until then, if you feel safe, go see a movie.